0: Well, this is a fascinating conversation. The topic is fresh. I know a lot of Mizzou fans were upset last week when Brett McMurphy from Action Network College Football Insider, he reported Mizzou didn't want to play Kansas, would have been at the Liberty Bowl. Uh, KU fans piled on. Eli Drinkwitz has responded to those Kansas fans, as we'll see in 2025 at Faroe Field. But I wanted to get to the bottom of the story itself because how does that play out? I mean, how factual is it? That Mizzou says, I don't want to play Kansas, or did it just work out they preferred a different bowl? How specifically do they tell a conference that? Brett McMurphy joins us on the Kill Coin conversation to clarify all of that. And he makes a great point. He never said Mizzou's afraid or Mizzou's dumb for doing this. He just reported they don't want to play him. And in fact, he says, that's fine. But a lot of other people said, that's ridiculous, it's crazy. Uh, So, Brett clarifies all of that. He's in Vegas, Gary Pinkle, going into the College Football Hall of Fame. Also a thought on Deion Sanders taking over in Colorado, how the whole bowl process plays out. Um, This is a good college football visit. It's from the Pasta House Studios stop by your neighborhood pasta house you saw Carson and I grabbing the food to go on Saturday no I offered to cook and the kids like dad just go just go pick up some food at pasta house and that's what we did pastahouse.com you can check out the entire menu longtime presenting sponsor Triad Bank Marie de Villa senior living appliance discounters and B and G tuckpointing find them at bgtuckpointing.com or 363 363-0525 is where you can set up a free estimate from my guy, Rich Galati, at b and I want to get right to this. I'm excited for you to hear the breakdown of how he reported this. And keep in mind, he alludes to it, Brett McMurphy's been covering college football for 30 years. I think on uh, Sunday he had 39 of the 41 bowl matchups before anybody had them. He announced them first. I think it's okay to say he's plugged in. He also reported Sunday that Mizzou was going to the Gasparilla Bowl. He had that accurately. And when he was at ESPN, he broke the whole Urban Meyer scandal where Zach Smith, the receiver's coach, was accused of domestic violence. And I'm sure Ohio State fans are still mad at him, but he he talks about that, too. He was vindicated by an investigation done by Ohio State. So Brett McMurphy is the guest of the Kilcoyne Conversation. And joining us is Brett McMurphy. From Action Network, College Football Insider, Brett, thanks for hopping on. This is sort of, I would joke that it's Christmas season, but it is Christmas season. For a guy who's into college football, is this your busiest time of year?
1: You know, it it really is. Uh, You know, last year it seemed like that the week before the Heisman was the busiest week of the year, but this year it was the week before the conference championship games. That was the busiest time of the year with the transfer portal and all the coach hirings and firings and different things. But yeah, it is. It's been it's been nonstop, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to say on the. Uh, I think uh, we are the only two people on the face of the earth that have not gone into the transfer portal, unless <laughs> unless you have, and I don't know about no,
0: it. I, I tweeted that last week, and I said for clarity, just let us know if you're not going into the transfer portal. We'll just assume. I I, I never feel sorry for college coaches who make tons of money. But this is sort of chaotic. I mean, these guys are all about recruiting and getting them on campus. And then, like, a month later, like, yeah, I think I'll leave. I mean, that's what it feels like. Do you see it changing?
1: Uh, You know, I'm in Las Vegas. There's the um, College Football Hall of Fame um, inductions tonight and a lot of other college football events going on this week. It used to be in New York, but because of COVID it got moved to Vegas and has stayed here the past few years. And i talked to a lot of people yesterday about that, and uh, the agreement is something needs
0: to be done,
1: but I don't know what the – no one knows the – everyone agrees this isn't, this isn't good. I think kids should be able to go wherever they want, um, but ultimately um, it's not good if these kids get in this thing and then there's nowhere for them to go. I, I don't – would be very honest. I don't know how you change it. I don't know what you do, you know, how do you correct this, Hopefully somebody smarter than me will figure this out. Um, you know, but yeah, it's it's unfortunate if you've got you know several hundred, almost a thousand kids going the portal, and then when we get get out of this thing, you know, six months from now, nine months from now, and probably the majority of these guys will have nowhere to land. Um, so it's it's unfortunate, but. Uh, You know, when you don't have a commissioner of college football and everybody does their own thing based on the, the needs of their specific conference or team, you know, this is kind of what you're left with.
0: How about Dion telling all the kids at Colorado basically to hit the road? I mean, it made for a great sound, but I do think it was sort of rude. But, I mean, I guess he's being honest there. Maybe a bigger picture question there. Do you think it'll work, Dion, at Colorado? And how much backlash was there, do you think, for him not bailing on Jackson State, but kind of bailing on that idea that he could make an HBCU into a big thing.
1: Well I don't I don't think I don't think he should be criticized for going to Colorado or not, you know, staying at a HBCU. I mean he he did make it into a big thing, but should he have to you know, should he be like, Okay, you did that, now you have to stay there the rest of your coaching career? I, I don't buy that at all. But um you know, I I think Dion will look Dion. We're we're talking, you know, in, uh, in on a midwestern radio show about in the midwestern <laughs> part of the United States about Dion. So that tells right. you all you need to know about will it be successful? Can he win or lose? We'll find out. I mean, you know, everyone on the uh, you know everyone said that Scott Frost was a home run hire. He's a great hire by Nebraska. It didn't work out. So we don't know who's gonna be a great hire, who's not gonna work out until we see what happens. But he's getting a lot of attention. We talked about the portal, NIL, all those things. Dion is polarizing as there is in college football right now. There's only one guy that does the commercial with Nick Saban. And yeah, I he's gonna get play. if he got players at Jackson State, he absolutely is gonna get players to a, a power five program in the in the Pac twelve.
0: Brett tell me about the reaction last week when you tweeted Missouri didn't want to play Kansas in the Liberty Bowl. Give me, well first of all I'm curious, do you hear from Mizzou? Now they tweeted not true. Do you actually hear from anybody in the athletic department or coaching staff?
1: Uh nobody from the coaching staff. I heard from somebody in the athletic department and they said, "Hey, you know, we wanted you to know that you know, we don't we don't agree with with what you reported." And I said, "Well, I respect that, but you also know me well enough that I've been doing this for thirty something years. Yeah, I'm old. That I'm not going to just blatantly just have 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 it easier for me to say, just just throw something out like that if if it's not true. And um, you know, I said you guys. I, I actually suggest if you guys believe that what I report's not true, then then put something out. Then that, that say that. I'm not going to retract it. I'm not going to. Ru- I'm not going to run a correction because there's nothing for me to correct. All I know is, you know, like I mentioned, um, I'm here in Vegas. I've talked to dozens of people in the college football industry, coaches, ADs, commissioners, etc. There wasn't one person that didn't know what I reported when I reported it, and they were quite frankly in. And I want to make it clear, I have no dog in this fight. I'm not anti-Missouri, I'm not pro-Kansas or whatever. I'm not saying Missouri's scared of playing Kansas. I want to make that clear. I'm saying Missouri did not make it clear to people in the bowl industry they did not want to play Kansas. I understand that. The same reason A&M and Texas would not play each other. They did not want to play for whatever reason, the perception that one school is better than the other, the perception that if you play that other school and lose that game, then that's changed the narrative. I'm never, I never said Missouri was scared of Kansas, never. But they didn't want to play Kansas. That's fine. I understand why. It makes sense to me. I live in Tampa. For a long time, USF would not play UCF. They didn't want to play UCF. Were they scared of UCF? No. They were worried about the perception that if they play him and lose, then UCF would be better. Well, that was light years ago. At least they play now. UCF is better. And going forward, UCF doesn't want to play USF. And so that's fine. That's just that's just their philosophy. So I also had multiple people tell me that they were, after seeing the story, that they were glad it got out there because they didn't feel like a team that was 6-6 six and six should have – dictate, you know, where who they want to play, who they don't want to play, when, quite frankly, you're one of the last few teams that are slotted into a bowl game. I understand the argument that, well, Missouri didn't want to play in the Liberty Bowl because of, there was a basketball game, you know, the, the academic schedule, it, it's before Christmas, it's after Christmas, all these different things. I agree, with, I understand that. Bottom line is, if the Sugar Bowl had all those same Um, restrictions, if you will, they would have had no issues playing in the Sugar Bowl. Um, It's just, it was a Kansas thing. It wasn't a Libby Bowl thing, and there's nothing wrong with that. Again, I'm not saying they're scared of Kansas, but that's the reality of it, and don't shoot the messenger.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great point. You didn't take a stand. A lot of the reaction was pro-Kansas, anti-Missouri.
1: And all the the, the follow-up tweets and reports were, uh, you know, Missouri's you know, scared of Kansas, all these different. I didn't report any of right. that, but everybody took their own spin on it and ran with it, which is fine, you know but, yeah, so sorry to interrupt but yeah, I, it, everyone, you know it's, it's uh, you know telephone tag and everyone changed the narrative as they reported it I simply reported, Missouri did not want to play Kansas, I stand by that, I am 100% accurate on that, and Missouri you know, obviously can say what they said, and I respect for saying that but I, i've been doing this long enough you know i'm not i've I reported urban about urban i broke the story on urban meyer um and all the domestic violence stuff and every ohio state fan on the face of the earth said i was wrong and i was this and that and i had it again i had it up for ohio state guess what they had a million dollar investigation that proved i was right and urban was suspended i'm not going to just flippantly put something out there when i know you know the reaction so Anyway, yeah, I appreciate you having me on to, to talk about it. But, yeah, uh, you know, I stand by it. I'm not I'm not going back on what I said. And after talking to more and more people, it makes me believe even stronger that what I heard was 1,000% accurate.
0: And I think it's worth noting for Mizzou fans even, the guy who broke that they'd be playing in the Gasparilla Bowl was Brett McMurphy. So it's like right. e- either you know what you're talking about or you don't because you – also, let us know that they're going to the Gasparilla Bowl.
1: In a, yeah, in, a cor- in real quick, of course, Twitter, everyone's, oh, yeah, you were wrong. Missouri's not playing East Carolina. Well, the reason they're not playing East Carolina, which I said on the air last week, is because Ohio State is not in the Orange Bowl. If Ohio State was in the Orange Bowl, a Big Ten team, that would have impacted the bowl lineups for the SEC and the ACC. It's too it's confusing to explain right now. to involve But basically when Ohio State did not go to the Orange Bowl and you had an SEC team go to the Orange Bowl, that totally changed the SEC Bowl lineup. That totally changed the ACC Bowl lineup. Missouri stayed in the Gasparilla, which I reported, but instead Wake Forest got dropped down a spot instead of pulled up a spot because of the ACC Bowl lineup, and so Wake Forest was available but so then, wait goes to Gasparilla instead of East Carolina. But thanks for mentioning
0: that. Yeah, I mean, I think either either you're a quack or you're not. And it's like, no, this guy knows what he's talking about. The Ohio State story, famously broken by you, and that the Kansas Mizzou thing. I, listen, I, I cover Mizzou sports, but I also I didn't go there, so I think I can be objective about him. And I. I've argued with their alums about they won't play St. Louis U in basketball, and it drives me crazy. And they just, well, we already come there once to play Illinois. I'm like, it's not that far. You can come here and play SLU. They'll come see you down there. That's a whole other topic. But in terms of the Bulls, how does it work? Does the Liberty Bowl say to the SEC, hey, we really want Kansas and Mizzou? Or do they call Kansas and Mizzou and say, what do you think? We're cooking this up. Give us a little insight into how the Bulls are paired up.
1: Yeah, it's not there it's really different for each conference. I mean, bottom line is the teams will submit to the conference and say these are the bowls that we would prefer to play in. Like Ms. Missouri wanted to play in the Vegas Bowl and why not? But, you know, they didn't. And they picked Florida. So the the the, the teams, the schools tell the conference, "Here are our preferences of the bowl games." You know, and, and the conferences talk to the bowls and the bowls say well here are the preference of our teams obviously they have an idea the pecking order in each conference of who picks first who picks last so you know everybody every bowl is not going to say i want alabama and they're they're seventh on the pecking list you know that's not going to happen so within reason they do that and then they try to match up teams into those bowls if it makes sense for everyone involved which of course the bowls multiple bowls may want the same team perfect example notre dame the gator bowl and that in the holiday bowl they are in the acc mix they are in the the top tier of the group of bowls that pick teams from the acc they both want notre dame they usually just discuss it between the conference and the bowls and come to an agreement on who gets that team well they couldn't they couldn't break that tie they both desperately wanted notre dame the conference ultimately made that decision and had Notre Dame go to the Gator Bowl. And so then South Carolina went from the SEC and North Carolina went to the Holiday from the ACC. So that's kind of how they do it. There's really no – there are guidelines. There, there is a pecking order based on how much each bowl pays out on if they get to choose first before another bowl. But like the SEC, there's a group of, of six bowls that basically share the same pick. Well, obviously, you know, six bowls are not going to agree on six different teams. So you have bowls that pick the same team, and then it's a discussion: where's the team not been recently? And the thing with the with the Liberty is, you, you know, here's a, an opportunity to put together one of the most iconic rivalries in the history of college football that had been played for over a hundred years that hasn't been played since 2011. And pair them up in a bowl game. It's a unique opportunity. And, you know, I, I when I heard it was going to happen, I thought after the playoff games, this will be the biggest bowl game this season if it, if it happens. And it didn't. And your example about Missouri and St. Louis is perfect. Nothing against Missouri, again, with St. Louis. And it could be Kansas doesn't want to play um, Missouri-Kansas City or doesn't want to play, you know, another school. That, that's fine. It doesn't make sense for them. They have nothing to gain for it, in their opinion, and so they don't play it. It doesn't mean they're scared. It's just that they'd rather not do it. There's nothing wrong with that, you know?
0: Right, and Bill Self told Missouri when they left the Big 12, we're not going to play you. Why would we? You left too bad. And, of course, now this Saturday they're playing. That
1: changed, right. But he yeah.
0: basically came out and said, you don't want to be in our conference. You don't get to play us. And that was sort of the message, which, again, it's like saying just own the message. So, And I'll clarify and then I'll move on. But did Mizzou ever get offered that, or did they just tell the SEC, "Don't pair us with Kansas"? Or was it literally on the table? Hey, you two would be in the Liberty Bowl, and they pick up the phone, and somebody in Columbia says, "No dice."
1: They made it clear. It was made clear they wanted to put that game together, and Missouri made it clear okay. to the yeah. conference office that they don't want to play Kansas. So whether it was the Liberty Bowl, that you know they could have played in the, you know, um, you know the Texas Bowl has an SEC Big Twelve tie-in. They weren't going to play in the Texas Bowl either. They weren't going to play in any bowl against Kansas. That was their preference. And as long as there was somewhere else for them to go, then that would happen. Um, and so basically Gasparilla was available, and so that's, they're at Gasparilla, and Kansas is still in the Liberty.
0: And before we let you go, you mentioned you're at Vegas. We've got Gary Pinkle going into the College Football Hall of Fame. Do you remember when he got the job, and I do. I mean, he came from Toledo. Nobody really knew much about him. Good pedigree with Don James, but what did you think about the hire at the time and then give us a little gut on his legacy with Mizzou.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't necessarily remember about his hire, but I remember when Missouri went into the SEC and the 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 thinking was, "Oh, wow, good, yeah, good luck for them. They're going to they're going to win 3 games a year." And what happened? <laughs> Gary Pinkle leads them to two consecutive, we with two consecutive SEC East titles, and I think that nationally that's kind of been underappreciated, um, looking back on that. And yeah, Gary did an incredible job. He'll be inducted tonight, and uh, he's very very deserving. And yeah, just an incredible job. And to do that the first year, it was remarkable. And you look at all the t- the, the major. FBS teams that have made the you know conference realignment is you know happens literally every day now but you know the the teams that have done that Texas A and M made the jump from the Big Twelve to the SEC guess how many SEC West titles they've won the same amount that we have zero um, so Missouri deserves a great deal of credit for doing that because it's hard to move it, uh, move up into a better conference and be successful you know I'm I'm a Big Twelve guy. I know that the SEC is better than the Big 12. And for them to do that with Gary um, is just remarkable. And, you know, there's a reason he's going to the Hall of Fame. It's not – every everyone doesn't get into the Hall of Fame, and it's a great honor, and, you know, I'm happy for him. And, uh, you know, college football was a much, much better product when, when he was in the game,
0: no Bre- doubt. Brett McMurphy, College Football Insider Action Network. Uh, can we crown Georgia? Is that fair? I mean, I've got them penciled. There. Or is that – is that overstating and looking past Michigan?
1: You know, it's, I man, it's hard. It's hard for for guys to play their A game every week. And if Georgia doesn't play their A game, um, I, they could lose to Ohio State. I think. I think if I'm well, Kirby's not going to admit this, but I would think they're probably more concerned about Ohio State than the the, the championship. Um, Ohio State's kind of this. Oh, you're lucky to win a – you shouldn't be in this. Nobody's giving you a chance or a touchdown underdog. They're still one of the most talented teams in the country. The question is, did they underachieve against Michigan, or are they just not that good? I think they probably didn't play as, as good as they are. I mean, I still think Michigan's probably better. But, yeah, as we've seen every every Saturday during the college football season, you know, anybody can win any game. Georgia's the favorite for a reason. It's not easy to repeat. But, um, you know, certainly I would I would pick them now against the field. But if you tell me somebody else wins, uh, I don't think it's going to be a, a great surprise. And, you know, just think in a couple of years when we get a 12-team playoff, you know, then it's then it'll be really be wild um, because of all the uncertainty and, and potential upsets that we could have along the way.
0: Brett, enjoy Vegas, and thanks so much for the visit.
1: Hey, anytime. Thank you.
0: Well, we'll definitely be having Brett back on the show, maybe before next college football season. I always volunteer these guests to come back on the show again without asking them. But I think he did a great job explaining the reporting process, what he reported. Wasn't anti-Mazoo, wasn't pro-Kansas, although I'm sure some people felt that way. Um, I'd love to talk to him again. We may just do that. The Kilquine Conversation, Spotify and iTunes. You can also uh, subscribe. That way everything's delivered directly to you. You know all about the Pasta House Studios, the great food. Kids eat free on Sundays. One kid per adult eating free. How about that this Sunday? The NFL games will be on. Stop by your neighborhood pasta house. Triad Bank, neighborhood-friendly bank in St. Louis since 2005. Based here in town, which means all the decisions are made right here. Get things done with our friends at Triad Bank. Marie DeVilla, Senior Living. We always talk about the accommodations there. But this time of year, you should be in your car driving by Clayton & Wideman Road, Checking out the largest Christmas tree in West County. It's a beautiful spot. Decorations. Holiday lights. Stop out. Step out of the car and take a couple of pictures. Maridavilla.com is where you can take a virtual tour. Appliance discounters for all your appliance needs. Get into the search engine and just type General Electric. GE rebates available. All the biggest names at the lowest prices. That's what they're all about. The appliance discounters.com is the website and B&G talk the best in the bricks. Thanks for tuning in to the Kill Coin Conversation. I believe our next visit will be with John Kelly, the Blues, a longtime broadcaster.